0: Okay, well, welcome this morning to Faith Builders, as was announced in the early service. Pastor Joe is going to be on sabbatical until August, and so he asked me to fill in in May and then in June, and then I think a couple of others are going to fill in in July, so always an honor privilege to open God's Word with you, and uh, good to see you all here this morning. Well, man's praise, when you look at it, comes and goes, especially uh, when you follow sports. When a lightning player scores a goal, the praise comes. And when they slip and give up a goal, the criticism pours out. The Rays are applauded one moment for making the World Series last year, but then they're judged not good enough because they didn't win. Some fans were critical of the Bucks midseason of the NFL season and in a frenzy when the GOAT, I know what that stands for, Tom Brady led them to the Super Bowl win, then it all changed. Today we praise our mothers as it's a special day set aside to celebrating mothers. Here's one example of an inmate who's serving time, Lionel Jenkins in Crawfordville, Florida. Here's what he wrote about mothers. He entitled it, A Mother's Love. To every mother around the world, I write this poem for you. You're always doing those extra things you don't really have to. Giving birth to a son or daughter is a gift from above. And no matter what road your child may choose, they'll always need your love. They'll need it their first day of school to help them concentrate. They'll need it in their senior year when it's time to graduate. They'll need it when they find a job and move out on their own. They need to know that you love them and not feel all alone. They'll need your love if they're in prison to help them overcome. They need your support and love no matter what they've done. To all the mothers around the world, I write this poem for you. We want you to know that all the children love our mothers too. Thought that was a good reminder, even though he's serving time, uh, that he had time to write that about a mother's love. We praise our mothers for putting up with us growing up, loving us even when we disobeyed, for fixing our owies with a band-aid and a kiss, for cheering us on even though we finished last in track, or miss that final free throw that would have tied the game. It's good to praise our mothers. However, as much as we praise our mothers, our praise for God Almighty should even surpass that. God loved us when we were unlovable, depraved, sinful mankind. He sent His Son, Jesus, to suffer and die on the cross. Yet He rose again, and because He lives, we will live forever. Join me in the last psalm of the psalms, Psalm, psalm 150 and Psalm 150 focuses for us of our continual need to praise the Lord. This psalm centers on four questions and their answers as we praise the Lord. Psalm 150. Good way to end the Psalms. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty expanse. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before we look at this in detail, we look at these questions and the answers in Psalm 150, let's pause for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank You this morning for Your Word. And Lord, sometimes we get so busy we forget to just stop and praise You, to thank You. We come with our needs, Lord, but... Too often we're like the nine lepers who only one of the ten return to thank you for healing. Father, we need your healing. We need your guidance. We need your word every day. We need to know how to apply your word to trust you. We have so many needs, but we just want to take time, be reminded this morning of our need to praise you because you deserve it. You deserve all the honor and glory. You wrote our name in the book of life, Lord. You provided the way that You know our names. And when we come to You during the week, when trials are coming upon us, Lord, when we cry out to You, you always hear us. You never turn away. We're thankful we never wear out our welcome with You. Again, Lord, guide us through your Holy Spirit, not only to look at your word, but to apply it. That we again will leave today and throughout this coming week, praise you even more for who you are and how great you are. And that you love us as we love you in return, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise is defined. We need to first kind of know a little bit what does praise mean. I found a lot of definitions, and here's a few. It means to extol in words or song, to magnify, to glorify, to do honor to, to express gratitude, to acknowledge the glories of His excellent person. Commendation bestowed on a person for His personal virtues are worthy actions. Here's what one inmate I found as I was preparing for this, Joseph Miles, he's in Texas. He wrote this as his testimony. In the middle of despair, I lost all hope. Prayer was a foreign language I could not speak nor comprehend. Redemption hid itself from my understanding. Addictions dominated my past and determined my future. Inside me, a black hole sucked up all light, love, and faith. Suicidal thoughts, means, and devices disabled my days and stole my nights. Endless cycles of guilt, shame, regret, inadequacy, and depression imprisoned me. Then heaven intervened through God's grace. Love and mercy, I finally realized. I must forgive myself to accept forgiveness from Him. My remaining days will be a testimony to the life and hope and salvation found in Christ. They sang about it in the first service, about God's grace. And if it weren't for God's grace, none of us could be saved. And I think about it too every day, and sometimes many times a day, except for God's grace, how would we get through the day? Because some of those days seem endless. We sing hymns like praise Him, praise Him. Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. Sing, O earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to His holy name. Like a shepherd, Jesus will guard His children. In His arms He carries them all day long. And that was written by Franny Crosby. And I always think about her life. She had surgery on her eyes and she lost her eyesight. And yet she wrote some of the most powerful hymns. That When I sing them, I get goose pimples because I know she's writing from her heart. She knows that someday she's going to see Jesus and her eyesight will be perfect. And for someone in that position to write the songs and the hymns that we can sing, what an honor that is that we can praise God by singing those songs to Him. The Hebrew word for praise means to make, to shine, to give faith a distinct sound with a loud voice to celebrate, to shine. Are we afraid sometimes to say, thank you, Jesus? Say, whoa, that's kind of loud. Pretty bold. He said, just kind of whisper it. If God is living in our hearts, there should be times where we just got to burst out and say, God, I praise you for who you are. That you reached down when I didn't deserve it. And you chose me and you saved me and you prepared my heart and you keep me. As uh, Pastor Steve was talking about this morning, oftentimes Satan wants to take away that peace. God says, I saved you and you're saved and I will hang on to you and nobody can take you out of my mighty right hand. No one. Because God is sovereign. We need to know that every day, don't we? Some days we just need a hug from God. Say, God, put your arms around me. I'm stumbling. And when we cry out to Him, He hears us and He's there for us. He says, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. It's used often of praise in Psalm 147.20. It says, "...He has not dealt thus with any nation, and as for His judgments they have not known Him. Praise the Lord." God doesn't make mistakes. God is all wise. Psalm 135.1 "...Praise the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, praise Him, O you servants of the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion." who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. That one verse just full of praise. That's how our lives should be as well. Psalm 117, 2. For His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. God's Word doesn't get outdated. It's forever. It's something we can cling to every day. Psalm twenty-one, thirteen: Be exalted, O Lord, in Your own strength. We will sing and praise Your power. Those are just a few examples recorded in Psalms of praising God. So now we come to the answers to four questions in praising the Lord. The first question is, is in verse 1, where do we praise the Lord? And what does it say? Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty expanse. It's saying there, praise the Lord, magnify the strong one, the mighty one, the one who spoke with a word, all of creation. God said, let there be stars. We can't even count them, but God named them the One who closed the mouths of lions and shielded His sons from a fiery furnace. We must never underestimate God. He's the strong and mighty One. How many times and how many ways has God shown His power and might in our lives? When we are kind of wondering if God hears us or God loves us or God has really saved us, We need to think back on those times where God, in essence, rescued us. When we had nowhere else to turn. When we And we do this. We we shouldn't, but we do. But in time of emergency, we turn to God. How many times have we caught ourselves? We say, things are so bad, we better start praying about it. Or at the beginning, we need to be praying about it in order to have God's peace, uh, knowing that He is with us through everything that comes our way. James Montgomery Boyce shares this, If you cannot sing loudly and make loud music to praise the God who has redeemed you in Jesus Christ and is preparing you for heaven, perhaps it is because you do not really know God or the gospel at all. If you do know Him, he says, sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Good reminder. Where do we praise Him? In His sanctuary. Charles Spurgeon describes this as the place of worship where God hears prayer and accepts praise and the firmament where angels fly at His command and veil their faces in adoration. The sanctuary is manifestly here looked at as a temple of grace. We talk about it. We... We experience in our own lives God's grace. Amazing grace. There's nothing like it. God's the only one who can give that kind of grace because we don't deserve any of it. And God gives it to us. God's sanctuary speaks of a holy place consecrated to God that we need to spend time in His Word Rig at the beginning of the year talked about reading through the Bible in a year, and I was reminded to do that. And Carol and I have been doing it. But when you when you read through the Bible in a year, everything is just there's no problems, right? Oh. Whoa! <laughs> Satan throws everything because he doesn't want us in any. He doesn't want us in the Word. He doesn't want us reading about how God worked in circumstances where it looked hopeless. And yet God worked His plan out despite us sometimes. And I know something we never learn enough of, at least I am sure I don't, and that's patience. But how patient is God with us? Isn't that something to praise Him for? He doesn't give up on us, He doesn't say, John, I'm tired of you coming with me, to all your problems I'm not going to listen to you anymore. It's full of His love and His grace. John MacArthur believes sanctuary most likely refers to the temple in Jerusalem. So the sense would be, praise God on earth and in heaven. We need to get started here on earth because we're going to be doing it for eternity in heaven with the Lord someday. What a privilege and honor and freedom we have to meet together here at Lakeside to praise God. We should never take our freedom for granted. It says we're also to praise God in His mighty firmament. Heaven and earth praise God as He alone is the mightiest one. No one is greater. All of creation shouts of the power, might, and greatness of our God. Let's look at creation. So we've answered the question, where do we praise God? We need to praise Him everywhere. Even when we're stuck on Sunset Point and that light doesn't change, or we're on 19 and somebody cuts us off. Ooh. now I'm sure that's never happened to anybody, but I've had that happen once or twice since living in Florida. But we need to praise God. He's watching over. Oh, The guardian angels sometimes, I think, have to go overtime with the traffic we face. But God's with us even in the traffic. We can praise Him for that. Our second question is answered in verse 2. That question being, what do we praise God for? Verse 2 We praise Him for His mighty deeds, we praise Him according to His excellent greatness. What are the mighty acts of God? What are His mighty deeds? J. Montgomery Boyce Boyce says this, Mighty acts are acts of power. We refer primarily to His works in creation and salvation history. What some writers list is creation, providence, and redemption. God's mighty works in creation, how He created everything, So unique, I found some unique examples. These are some that I shared when we were doing a wana, but some of these things are are quite fascinating. Like the Hercules beetle, known as the rhinoceros beetle, is the longest beetle and the strongest creature on earth for its size. It can carry 850 times its weight. That's like a person carrying seven elephants. Hummingbirds have been recorded zipping along at 97 miles an hour. They rotate their wings in a figure eight pattern up to 80 times per second. Faster than the human eye can register. And they're the only birds able to fly backwards and sideways. God created them like that. Here's another bug, the titan beetle. It's one of the largest beetle species. They have super strong jaws that can slice a pencil in half. That's how strong they are. The wood frog. Now, we all see those, I'm sure. They're all the way to Alaska. They endure winter by burrowing down a bit beneath the soil and freezing solid. For upwards of eight months of the year, their blood, skin, muscles, and other tissues are frozen. Their heartbeats cease. They do not breathe. And then when warmer weather finally comes, the frog sickles thaw out and begin hopping around. Did you know that? That's a wood frog. The assassin bug uses its straw-like mouth to inject prey with a toxin that liquefies their insides and then they suck it back up through the straw. <laughs> the mantis shrimp. 500 species of mantis shrimp ranging from less than an inch to over a foot. In hunting prowlness is impressive and what I marvel at most is its vision. The human retina contains three types of cone cells, which detect wavelengths of light that we perceive as red, blue, and green. And this final one, armadillos. You ever see one of those? Okay. They're the only living mammal that sport armor. The nine-banded armadillo can jump vertically three to four feet in the air Their propensity to do this when surprised by an approaching vehicle is the reason they often end up as roadkill. They can hold their breath underwater for up to six minutes. Isn't that amazing? God created them all. We should praise Him for that. Even even the bugs are unique. Next time you see a a wood frog or you see a, a beetle, think twice has God created that particular creation and praise Him for it. God's mighty work in salvation is priceless. He chose us before the world was created. He drew us to Him when we were dead in our sins. He saved us by grace through faith and we didn't deserve or earn it. God sent His Son for us to die in our place for our sins and through His blood we are saved. Not just for today, but forever. Is that worth praising God for? Evelyn Lugo, she's serving time right now in Ocala. She's an inmate there, but she wrote this as a good reminder. She wrote, Soldier for Christ. As a soldier for Christ, I stand, battling a fight in my mind, but clinging to the one good thing that helps me to survive. In faith, I bow my knee to the One who made it all, the God of all creation, my Father who loves us all. He brings me to my knees and extends His hand of love. Whenever I need correction, He helps me see my wrongs. He lifts me up in my spirit as He guides me every day. He takes me through my trials, showing me the way. Today, I thank Him greatly with appreciation in my heart. Because He's never left me lonely, He's been here from the start. So wherever we are, God's with us. Secondly, it says here, we praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Charles Spurgeon shares this insight. His being is unlimited. His praise should correspond therewith a multitude or a plentitude of greatness, and therefore he should be greatly praised. There is nothing little about God, and there is nothing great apart from him. Isaiah 40 verse 15 says, Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket, and are counted as the small dust on the balance, Look, He lifts up the aisles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor its beast sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before Him are as nothing, and they are counted by Him less than nothing and worthless. Who's in charge? It's not what party's in charge. God's in charge. Thank goodness. So we praise the Lord for His mighty acts and according to His excellent greatness. Our third question is answered in verses 3 to 5. That question is, how do we praise the Lord? Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. How do we praise Him? It talks about sound of the trumpet or the sulfur or the ram's horn. It makes a loud noise that carries a long distance, commonly used in the camps and usually was blown by the priests. It says with the lute or the lyre, or the psaltery and harp were usually played by the Levites and usually in peaceful settings. David played the harp for who? For King Saul until the king went mad and tried to kill him. A sultry was a ten-stringed instrument and was struck with a plectrum, with a plectrum, you know how you use with a guitar, while the harp was played gently with the fingers. Anybody ever tried to play a harp? I've heard it's very difficult. You almost get calluses on your finger because it's hard to make the music just right. And David played that I always remember that for King Saul tell one day what happened He almost got speared by King Saul. He got angry because he knew he wasn't right with God. The timbrel, those were tambourines usually played during dancing, mostly done by the women. Stringed instruments and flutes and pipes and organs, indicating a wide variety of instruments being played and blown in praising the Lord. I don't know if it would work or not, but sometimes we should almost feel like we could just pick up an instrument and play it because God hears it in tune, doesn't He? Don't have to be a master musician for God to hear what's in our hearts. And then it speaks of loud cymbals, hand cymbals, which can be loud even when brought together high-sounding cymbals like castanets all being played in praising the Lord. Where does our happiness and joy come from? Does it come from this earth? Does it come from getting that stimulus check in the mail? Where does it come? It comes from the Lord. And I believe sometimes we hold back and we don't praise God when He says, Praise me. He deserves it. If we just look over our lives this past week, how many times had we had opportunities to praise the Lord? We come with our needs and we come with the boatload. We all do. We turn this over to the Lord and turn this over to the Lord, but do we go back and say, Lord, thank you. I just praise you that you heard me and you intervened. Does God ever quit listening to his children? Never. How can he hear us all at one time? He's God. I don't know how he can do that. It's a busy signal or something. No, we're bringing God down. We need to be looking up. He's so much greater than we are. And yet he has time for us. He never turns us away. Finally, our fourth question is answered in verse 6. And that question is, Who can praise the Lord? Who can praise the Lord? And we see it's quite a restrictive list there in verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And then he says, praise the Lord. What is the message of Psalm 150? Praise the Lord. How many times has he told us, We can do it everywhere. We should be doing it everywhere. We should have a song in our heart. We should have God's peace and joy in our hearts because He gives that to us. As we're reminded in Philippians, as Pastor Steve talked about that again, the peace that passes all human understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus It'll be like a sentry guarding our hearts from that anxiety when it tries to sneak in. When Satan says, I'm going to take your peace away. I can't take your salvation away, but I can take your peace away. I can make you anxious. I can make you fearful. I can make you want to give up. God says, don't give up. I'm here. I'm here with you. One day, according to Philippians 2.10 Every knee will bow. How many? Every knee will bow whether willingly or not. Recognizing God is God. He's above all. Everything and everyone that has breath it says here in verse 6 Praise the Lord. Say, well, I do that on Sunday. I sing a hymn or two. We should be doing it every day. End of each day, we need to say, God, thank you for walking with me. Because when we face those situations and we're in God's Word and we're applying God's Word, what does the Holy Spirit bring to our mind when we're facing the trials? The Word. Does the Word apply to today? Absolutely. But it says, where do we need God's Word? We need to say, oh, wait a minute, Satan. I've got to look up some... Let me look up some verses here. Where do we need them? In our hearts. Why? So we can use them when we need them. Revelation records in Revelation 5, Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to Him who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Do we praise the Lord like the sunflowers bow before their Creator? I just returned from a trip to Kansas to visit my folks who are in a, a home. My dad Friday turned 94. Hadn't seen him in a couple of years but as I was driving the rental car from Wichita to Hutchinson, I saw the sunflowers there. And in the evening, they bow down to their Creator. I'm always reminded that we need to be bowing down before our Creator as well. And thanking Him and praising Him for who He is, that He knows our name, that we're adopted into God's family, not for just temporary, but forever forever. So do we praise the Lord every day or just when things are going well? Because when things are going well, we tend to forget about praising God. Just when the waters are smooth, we say, God, I'm so thankful you're in my life. Or what about when the storms come up and the tribulations hit our lives? Do we praise the Lord that this world is not our home, we're just a passing through? My treasures are laid up where? Somewhere beyond the blue up in heaven. That's where it needs to be. Are we counting our blessings more than our burdens? Do we only look to the Lord in times of trouble or do we thank Him when God wakes us up in the morning? Even when we're stiff. I know I get stiffer every morning. I have to push my legs around to the side. I'm sure nobody else does but just to get up and say, God, thank you for helping me get up out of bed. He's with us from every moment in the morning, every moment of every day. Praising God should fill our lives each and every day. We have eternity to be with our Creator and Savior, to sing on key to Him to thank Him for His mighty acts, including our salvation, to bow before the God of this universe and know that He knows our name because we're His children. So I encourage everyone here this morning, read Psalm 150 a few times this coming week and be reminded He deserves it. He deserves more. But all we can do because... He saved us by His grace. All we can do is praise Him, not only for everything we see, but that we're part of His family. God did it all. We had no way of earning it. All we could do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it says, You will be saved. That's about bow in prayer. Father God, I thank You this morning for Your Word. I thank You for Psalm 150. May we praise You more. As we come to You in prayer, may we never forget to just thank You, first of all, for saving us. And Father, as our faith has wavered, Lord, we're so thankful for Your faithfulness to us. Help us to be more Christ-like in everything we say and do and how we relate to unbelievers as well as to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We haven't made it, Lord. We're far from it. But by Your grace, may we continue to be more like Jesus in every way, in this, even this coming week, even today, Lord. We thank You. We praise You. In Jesus' name, amen.